0: I mean, we just talked about weight loss is hard, right? But also, we all know what to do. Why the heck don't we do it? Let's be honest. I mean, really, it's like, well, if you know what to do, why aren't you doing it? Well, because those are hard things. I have to do I have to do hard things to make it happen. Welcome
1: to the Market Call Show, where we discuss investing wisely and living well. Tune in every Thursday to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or subscribe on YouTube. So I'm
2: talking to Paris Heinen. Yes, thank you. Paris is uh, really I would consider you to be one of my mentors. Thank you. And um, even though we haven't talked in a long time, um. I want to tell you a little bit about Paris. Paris has a uh, she's a consultant, a master certified life coach, and um, you've got all these designations. It's amazing. I didn't know that you were you had those, but um, you've been coaching for a long time. Twenty four years. Twenty four years, and you used to be with Weight Watchers, and now you have your own firm, and the name of your firm is
0: Always on Your Side Coaching.
2: Always on your side. That's. That's a great tagline. Thank you. Always on your side. <laughs> that when
0: I worked at Weight Watchers, whenever I posted anything on social media, that was my tagline. So it was very easy to just conform that into me starting my business.
2: Yeah. So we we met at Weight Watchers uh-huh. because, and people of listeners of the podcast know that I told the story in the last podcast of the fact that I lost a bunch of weight yes. and then I gained a big chunk of it back, and that uh, in that last podcast I was talking about the importance of commitment and measurement because those were the two things I felt were the, like the number one reason that it worked for me in the past. So I kind of rededicated to commitment and measurement. And then I happened, I was like, well, I'm gonna go find um, you actually. So, <laughs> so I went <laughs> back to Weight Watchers and then you weren't there. And I'm like, what happened to Paris? And then I found you, an interview you on a podcast. And um, I heard a little bit about your story. In fact, I didn't even really know much about your background story. So I was, uh, you would think that I would, but um, you've been so busy consulting so many people because you've helped. How many people do you think you've actually helped through the years?
0: I, I, thousands. I mean, in the 20 years that I was at Weight Watchers, I can honestly say I helped thousands of people. It was just, it was, I mean, it's a great career. First person to say that. It was a great career. But I, I have a number that's kind of funny. I helped more than 80 people lose more than 800 pounds. Wow, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, So that is a big Yeah, yeah. that's kind of a big deal. So, yeah, I, I, i I've met thousands of people in my career.
2: Yeah, and you have a track record of helping people lose weight, but you yourself had a personal journey. I did. So, um, and maybe we can start with that. Can you tell, uh, you know, the audience exactly how, you know, you even got involved with this field? In, of course, in your personal story.
0: And I don't honestly know what I would do if I wasn't doing this. So I think that's helpful. I oh. lost. Um, I. I got married really young, and when my husband and I got married, we, we just started splitting things, not in a positive manner like you do nowadays when you split your meal with people. No, we were like, I'd make a big pot of spaghetti, and we would eat it all, you know, and we would yeah. split it, and I gained a lot of weight when I was first married. A lot of people do, and I gained a lot of weight, and so I ended up in a Weight Watchers meeting room not knowing um, that my career would turn into that. Lost 55 pounds in 1991. I'm just tell that really quick story. Gained it all back, all of it. Mm-hmm. See, you're so good. You don't gain I, all I, of it back.
2: Well, close though. <laughs> I,
0: I gained all of it back. I ended up having to go back in '99, and I always say that's where my career started. Was when I set foot into that room again, not knowing that sooner or later I would end up being one of the top coaches for Weight Watchers in Colorado. And um, but what I did was I lost the 55 pounds, but I had a very different attitude the mm. first time. And I think everybody does this. They're first time i'm going to lose the weight and then i'll start eating all those things mm. i can stop eating things for a few months right? right i'll just stop and i'll just but then the second that you go back to your old habits you're going to gain it. you're going to mm. gain it back here's my my big thing it's not rocket science we all know how to lose weight right everybody knows how to it's lose true. weight but you have to figure out your way and while Weight Watchers is a great plan, and I worked there, I, again, I, re, I, I left, I quit my Weight Watchers job on my 20th anniversary oh, wow. in 2020, wow. and I opened Always on Your Side in 2021, two weeks later. The goal was, I know Weight Watchers works. I know Zoom, or Noom works, not Zoom, Noom works. Mm-hmm. I know the Mediterranean diet works. Not all plans work for all people. So my goal with my company was to f- help people find their easiest way. Mm. So while The Power of 13 became true, right, they, it became true, and I had just written an outline for it, and then the book was written last year. So well, I was three I'm, years I'm glad you it. brought
2: it up. I, didn't, I should have introduced the book earlier, but no, you no are worries. the author of The Power of 13 mm-hmm. and always on your side, your common sense guide to health and wellness. And um, I, I have only gone through the workbook. Yes. So I have to get the book itself. The book. So um, she brought you a book. So yeah, and so 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 go ahead and I, I just wanted to kind of back up a little bit. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. Oh no, no
0: worries. So anyway, I ended up losing sixty-five pounds on my second journey, and I had a really different attitude. My biggest attitude, and probably the biggest thing I want to teach people, is that I didn't want to do this again. All right, w- losing weight is hard. You know that, mm, yeah. right? It's oh, yeah. hard. It is. And if anybody tells you different, run the other way because <laughs> honestly, losing weight is difficult. It's a hard thing to do. Well, I don't want to do it again. And I've yeah. kept my weight off for 24 years. I ended up losing 65 pounds with the Weight Watcher program, mm-hmm. followed it forever. Um, the Power of 13 came about because I sat down literally at my dining room table because I knew I would need some guidelines for my company. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want it to be something that was so strict that people would go, oh, no, I can't do that. Mm. I wanted it to just be – I've been in this industry for a long time. I sat down with a legal pad. I wrote down – no intention of it being 13. just wrote down the things I think you have to do to to live a healthy lifestyle. Lose Mm. weight but also live the healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's not just for people who are looking for weight loss. Mm -hmm. This is wholeheartedly – all the things that you need to do, right? But I want so it ended up being thirteen. Lucky me, I just got that. I'm like, oh, good. We <laughs> called the power of thirteen. We're good to go. Um, so I did the power of thirteen, and then I just, I just, then I just kind of encompassed it all. The thing about it is, it's supposed to make you feel successful. Never on any day are you going to do all thirteen things mm. because you don't have to. You don't mm. have to. Mm. And the thing that's kind of fun is when you first open up the book, it says it's your common sense guide. Because how often have you said, "I know what I need to do to lose weight."
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say it all the time. It's not rocket science. It's, it's So there's this gap between uh, what you know you need to do and what you actually do. Exactly. So so I think that's the the thing that we're going to dive in a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. because we'll, we'll also talk about some of the things that you should do. But, you know, I, I, I don't think that it's the... That's not the hard part. In uh-huh. fact, that's the same thing with money too. Yes, like everybody knows what to do with money, you basically. But is, but actually getting it done is very difficult for, for most people. So um, anyway, so getting back to your your personal story, so you you you, you gained weight, you lost pounds. weight, I lost, you brought it back, yes. and and you but the what did you do differently on that second time? And you 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 touched on it a little bit, but what mentally changed with you? Would you say that because you I looking at that. you today, you kept it you kept it off. so what what um, what changed?
0: So I think probably the most the biggest thing was when I walked in the door because you know, it was nine years in between when I lost it the first time and I gained it and I mm. and, and I always say I gained it overnight. I'm sure I did. I just woke up one morning <laughs> it was all back, but <laughs> I did <laughs> I did I went in with the attitude that this time I'm gonna learn something and mm. I'm gonna learn about myself. and that is the other piece of this. Mm. I needed to learn why I do the things I do. I mean, we just talked about weight loss is hard, right? But also, we all know what to do. Why the heck don't we do it? Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, really. It's like, well, if you know what to do, why aren't you doing it? Well, because those are hard things. I have, to do, I have to do hard things mm. to make it happen. And so I just – my whole journey was I was learning my pitfalls. I was learning my roadblocks. I was like, okay, now how do I get around those? And how do I – you know, I've never told anybody they have to quit anything. Weight Watchers' philosophy has always been you can eat anything you want. I don't believe that. Mm. I truly don't believe that. I, I think either. my personal opinion is – you know, you can manage anything, but you can't eat anything you want. You just, there are things that are going to trigger you that are going to take you
2: off course. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when I first changed, because I, I, at first I had a different coach yes. at Weight Watchers, and the time slot didn't work. And, and people were saying, you know, go to Paris, because she's early in the morning, and she's really good. I'm like, okay, so I did. It was like 6 in the morning or something. It was really early, which I loved. Uh, yes. And uh, not, not all the time, but most of the time I love it. But I remember listening to you and going, okay, you're like a lot different than what the other two uh, coaches that I had experienced there in that you were, you were like bottom lining it without actually spending a lot of time explaining why, but you're like this, just do that. <laughs> just do that. Just <laughs> yeah. do that. And, 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 you're, and that was really helpful for me. Uh, because it it helped me understand like just some simple changes because sometimes if you make it too scientific and too hard like you said like yes. you're never going to do it it's like no. you know uh, you know and some of the this whole at least what I've seen of power 13 it, it actually seems like a lot of that like there are some really simple things that you can do um but you had mentioned that you have to actually find your way your way so that's that's there are some things that you have to find your way, but then there's also some things that are kind of like everybody has to do, right? Like tracking maybe? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little about a tr- little bit about tracking because, um, I mean, I know there's lots of studies. It's everybody's
0: so tra- favorite. Yes. Yeah,
2: everybody wants to, you know, it, it's like people, <laughs> and I know you're probably so sick of talking about tracking, but no. what I want to know about tracking is not whether you should do it, whether you should not. But like the tools keep changing. What people are, are tracking keeps changing. Got it. There's fads about this, keto that, or paleo this, paleo that. What tools do you, what strategies do you think people should use now to track? And how do you figure out what you need to track?
0: That oh, I love that because everybody does have a different opinion. And, you know, they're, the people who do Weight Watchers, which is great, I'm I'm all for it, you know, they're telling you 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 have to track, you do, you track points, right? right? My groups, most of my groups use the Lose It app. That's macros and mm-hmm. calories. That's a different world altogether. Then there's other people who just, and, and in all honesty, everybody falls into this category. You need to write it down so you know you did it.
2: Right. Oh, you I need see. to
0: write it down so you know you did it. Whether you write it, whether you put it in a tracker, whatever, right? learning for instance and we talked about this this morning already but you know okay so a banana on weight watchers is zero points a banana in my world when i'm actually counting calories is going to be 105 calories you know right. so what makes sense to you what yeah. you know are you an overeater of bananas if you are then I counting points and being yes <laughs> i know i can be an overeater of anything that's zero points right you know i can absolutely be that that's one
2: of the psychological problems with zero point in my mind mm-hmm. is that cuz you can uh like I've noticed that we were just talking about how like black beans is now zero yes and and uh, and I'm not trying to knock any system I'm no, just no, saying no. No, no, no. but the the concept of zero can be a real issue yes uh because especially if you um may have some kind of a body reaction to something like black beans or something like chickpeas or something sure. like that. or bananas sure. or apples or whatever
0: exactly and I think uh, so Going back to what I originally said on the, you have to figure out what works for you. You've already figured out in the first three weeks that, wait a minute, these zero-point foods aren't going to work for me, right? I did. So And and there's options for that. Okay, so do I start counting those calories? Do I eat less of them? I just know I need to eat less of them. And that's Mm -hmm. what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Zero-point foods should never be free. Mm -hmm. Calorie-rich foods should never be free. True not your tracker is just information Mm. that is all it is your tracker is information it teaches you what fills you up and what keeps you full it teaches you the things that you overeat on a daily basis right which could very well be something that's really good for you You now i had a lady one time tell me i ate healthy choice fudge sickles, and i said well okay that's great they're super low points or super low calories. That's great. No, I ate a box of them. I go, why did you eat the whole box? I was just curious. (laughs) And she said, because they were so low in points or (laughs) they were so low in calories. So they're good for me. No, they're not good for you. You still have to have portion control. You yeah. know, number one on the power of 13 is always going to be it. My I encompassed them with the two strongest ones, I think are the most important. And the first one is eat half portions, yeah. cut your portions in half on everything except vegetables. Because 90% of us, it's not what we eat, it's how much of it that
2: we eat. Yeah. So it's just like if, if I normally want to eat a four egg omelet, yes, have two eggs,
0: have two eggs, yeah. have two eggs, or have <laughs> one egg and two egg, egg whites, uh, two egg whites, yes. or
2: something like that. So it's because mm-hmm. it, clearly if you have uh, if you're overweight. You're eating too much. You are. So so. if you cut it, I mean, that's a real simple thing. And I know that, you know, it actually reminds me of my my grandfather told me. My grandfather was kind of heavy when he was like like me. He was very much like me. And then he lived to he was 95, I want to say, 94, 95. And he lost a ton of weight in his late 50s. And he kept it off the rest of his life, and he lived to his 90s. And he sat me down on his 90th birthday, and he said, this is really simple. He says, just eat whatever you want, but just eat a lot less and, and just move around and stay busy. Yeah. Always stay busy. Always that stay was busy. that was his advice. Eat less and stay busy. Yeah. Um, and that worked for him. Um, but he he didn't eat hardly anything later in his life. But So that's good. So cut, cutting back is simple uh, a simple thing to understand. Now, we talked about how the difference between what you know what to do and what you actually do is difficult. What are some just general tips that you could maybe share on how to – get, get yourself to do that. Is it, is it something you just go from point A to point B or do you slowly work your way into it? Like from one, you know, do you just immediately cut things in half or do you slowly move to? I think you it?
0: immediately cut things in half. I think that's an interesting question. Here's my pushback. Okay. Cause I talk to a lot of people, everybody will say to me, I know, because I already <laughs> eat really small portions, right? I already do. I will tell you, there's another one in here. It's you know, cut your portions in half, but then there's also the whole white foods, right? right. Those are the foods we overeat. Yes. Am I right? We oh, overeat, totally. yeah, the pasta, the rice, the bread, those are the things. So if you're going to start somewhere, that's where you start. Mm. You start cutting the white foods in half. You start you know, limiting those. I don't tell you you can't have them, but mm-hmm. you do need to limit them. And that's a good place to start. So if you're having pasta, right, you're going to have half a cup, and not you, but I would have a half a cup, you'd have a cup, right? Because mm-hmm. normally, yeah. honestly, yeah. you're probably having two. Yeah. That's it. Two, probably. maybe more than that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have one cup mm-hmm. and I'm going to go in with a different attitude. That's the thing. Your attitude is going to matter. Your different attitude. Because if you look, if you dish out a cup of pasta and you look <laughs> at it, you're like, oh no, that's not enough, <laughs> right? Before you've even taken a bite, you've convinced yourself that's not going to be enough. So you're going for seconds.
2: You know, there's an old Weight Watchers thing that a cup is about your hand, yeah. your fist, not My that. hand
0: and your hand are two very different people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, my hand seems to be getting bigger. Because <laughs> because when I started going back and counting again, or, you know, yes. measuring, yes. I was like, oh, okay, a cup is really a lot less than I thought a cup. Somehow, yes. over a period of like seven years, my cup, when I knew what a cup was, became like a cup and a half. <laughs> a cup and a half,
0: you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, and it's not, I mean, all of that. That I mean that's just human nature. It right. also comes down to how hungry you are. Mm. If you get to that meal and you put a cup of pasta on your plate you're like, "Oh no, I'm way hungrier than that. I am this is not going to do it," you yeah, know. Yeah. Try it. I'm not telling you you can't have more.
2: Right.
0: That's the discussion I have on a daily basis. You can have more, but let's try half and see if that works, mm-hmm. you know. And the other thing is that the other one is doubling your vegetables. Now, for some people, when you double your vegetables, right? You can do that on that pasta. If I doubled up my veggies, but for some people they're not eating any vegetables. What does doubling mean? It means one. That means okay, I'm going to get one vegetable today. There's a lot of people out there that don't eat vegetables at all. I'm not telling you you have to, you know, have ten of them. Just what are you eating now? Let's double that up.
2: And all the convenient food does not have vegetables in it. No. So not real ones, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's (laughs) that's really um, that's one of the things that I think is like on people's mind. I was thinking about what is really on people's mind and. Um, you know, you hear lots of different things people will bring up, like organic, bioengineering, non-GMO. Our food supply is changing and it's horrible. I mean, what do you think about all that stuff? Like how important do you you think all those things are that you hear everybody talking about?
0: Well, it's fun for me because my husband is in produce. And so I get to hear all the really good stuff. And so (laughs) I know a lot about produce and I know about organics. And I know my husband is pretty adamant that the most regulated – industry in the world by the FDA is going to be produce. Mm. So organic produce, there is some that needs to be, you know, you need to, but you need to wash all your produce. You need Mm. to wash your produce when you bring it home, right? He just doesn't believe that, it's worth the money because mm. all areas of it is very, very, you know, is is so regulated. So I it's see. all safe. It's yeah. all good. Mm. But there are some things non-GMO. Yeah, you have to. You know, I mean, you, you. My biggest here's what I would suggest to everyone: stop buying food that's packaged.
1: Yeah,
2: just buy real just food.
0: Buy real food when i say that out loud to anybody what does that think to, what do you think when i say just buy real food
2: uh, i think of uh going into the produce aisle okay you know and and not buying all the box stuff yeah. you know and i and honestly i we really i don't really do that much. you don't you don't go to the produce aisle or I, you don't buy pro- products I, I don't buy the packaged products Good. as much I, I really and you can gain weight even if you don't buy the packaged products absolutely it's just it depends on what you decide you're going to eat so, um, yeah, I, I was just wondering what your thoughts are about that. So you, so you don't give it as much credence. I almost feel like we spend too much time on some of these things that don't really make a difference. I know. You know, like all these little things you that need we're to, talking you about. You
0: need to make the time to wash your produce. You need to make the pro- time to, you know, make sure you know where your meat's coming from. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I do think that's... What I think we've done as a society is that we've thrown so many numbers and letters and all of these things, non-GMO, organic, all these things on all of these things that we literally have ourselves scared Mm -hmm. and so instead (laughs) we'll go jump into a box right yeah i mean go down the cereal aisle you'll see cereal aisle they advertise cereal so amazing they're Mm. like oh my gosh it has 17 vitamins and seven you know all these things and then you go and you look and if you look at the ingredients your first ingredient on every single cereal except three that i've found is sugar
2: yeah that's horrible sugar and like some wheat product or
0: (laughs) Enriched—that yeah. word is like evil. Enriched food, you know. <laughs> what does that mean? We should, it means that it's been processed. So if you go and you buy enriched, so if you go and you buy, I'm going to buy wheat pasta, right? And you flip it around, it says enriched wheat flour. That means it's been processed. We don't mm. want it to be
2: processed. Yeah, it's very interesting. So when you're, you know, a lot of people are insulin resistant. Yes. A lot of people. So you you mentioned cutting back on the whites. Mm-hmm. So how does that change how you like? Consult people,
0: coach people, yeah, yeah. Or,
2: or coach. How do you? So, do you?
0: an interesting thing is if you look at all of these, all of those are going to help in that state, right? So, mm-hmm. I have a discussion with most of my clients because a lot of people come to me and say, I'm pre diabetic. Mm. So, if you get the diagnosis of pre diabetes, you're still in control mm-hmm. at that moment in time, you're in control, you can mm-hmm. fix it, right? Right, the minute that you get the diabetes. Then somebody else is going to take control from you. They're going mm. to tell you the fruits you can eat. They're going to tell you what you can eat, and this is the diet you need to follow. Mm-hmm. Pre-diabetes, we can turn that around.
1: Mm-hmm. We can
0: turn that around by reducing our whites, by doubling our vegetables, by knowing what. I mean, you know, berries are your best fruit, right? Bananas are heavy in certain things, and they're not your best fruit if your AC, if your one is high, but A one C is high. But if you, you know, all of these things, I can do these basic things, mm-hmm. and. Get your insulin back in now. Being insulin resistant is typically your diet, yeah. It's typically your diet, that's it. So, so I hadn't thought
2: about that, but yeah, if you add this all up, if you're cutting your portions down, Mm -hmm. if you're adding more vegetables, and if you're and if you're cutting your fruits, because I noticed that you talk about fruit, I do talk about fruit, but you're like. Limited, mm, limited, and then also low, so low glycemic. Yep, these are things that like we kind of everybody knows to do these things, and I, and it's like, but if you put it all together, it it, it works. That's right. That's it works, right. and and uh, you're not going to be perfect every day. So, and, and I don't expect perfection. That's yeah. my
0: tagline: is progress, not perfection. Because if I expected perfection, I wouldn't have any clients. Yeah, not, I wouldn't be able to do this job if that's what the expectation was. Because perf- we're not looking for perfection. I'm not looking for you to do all of these things every single day. But you are going to do a few of them every day, and so you should be looking at that as, oh my gosh, I did all those things. That's fantastic. I did. I was. You know, if you do one of them, you're successful. Yeah, that's okay. it.
2: So adding, so when we talk about vegetables, what what how do you think about vegetables in terms of, you know, which types to eat and and all that? Does it matter? Do you have, classify them in any way? Or
0: I think the best way to classify them is that the darker the green, the better, right? Which are the ones most of us don't like. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> true. But I'm
0: really I'm really you know I, I think people get wound up in numbers with vegetables. We want you to get five to nine servings, but how many people actually know what a serving is?
2: Do you know what a serving is? Well, now I do. I think it's it's a half a cup it for is. everything except for the green leafy stuff, right. which is a cup, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, and you know what? When I read that, I was like, "Oh, that's simple. That is simple." Yeah, and it's like, okay, a half a cup, and you can get those measuring spoons and exactly. and just make it really simple. You don't, you know. So that's another big part of this is making things simple. Mm-hmm. So, what are like the top tips that you would you know talk to us about that? You think are the best ways to make things simple for yourself? Like,
0: okay, so the number one thing that I'll tell you is that accessibility keeps us overweight. So, the first thing I'm gonna tell you, if you wanna make things simple, is to get the crap out of your house, right? We blame our family. We blame, well, I've got to have potato chips in the house. I've got children here, you know. Why are we willing to feed our children horrible things that we're not supposed to eat? Because they're going to end up in the same place we did, right? They're going to have to learn how to eat. If you are going to have chips in your house, have them portion controlled. Don't ever buy the big bag at Costco because your kids will never use portion control. Mm. You need to teach your kids portion control. So, but getting rid of this stuff. So like at Christmas time, right? I told everybody, I'm like, all right. It has to be out of the house. You've got to get rid of it. We know stuff piles up, right? Oh, yeah. Accessibility. So, the first thing to make it the simplest as possible, don't give yourself the opportunity to fail. Mm. Don't give yourself the opportunity.
2: So, clean to your go. house. I remember when I did that the first time. By the way, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> this this round, <laughs> I haven't huge. done that. That's the first huge. time I did that, I actually uh, put it all in uh, big trash bags. Yes. And it was two huge trash bags yes. full of stuff. I remember posting it on Facebook. Yes, <laughs> and, and I said, "This is all the stuff that's like I really shouldn't eat." And I had a friend of mine who was like super fit. He said, "Why don't you just take, send that over to my house?" He's one of those guys that could probably eat all of that; it wouldn't yes, matter. You yes. know, th- those annoying people. I. Yeah, I,
1: know.
0: I know, I know, I know. The people that also hold us back because we just are honestly saying, "Why can my friend eat a cheeseburger? Why yeah. can you know?" So, yes. so that's first. I think you have to. Set yourself up for success. So, in order to be able to do that, you have to simplify it, right? When I asked you earlier about what do you think about when I say just buy whole foods, most people go, too much work. Too much work.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. If
0: I'm gonna teach people how to eat and I and they really do want the guidance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them to the Mediterranean diet. That's mm. where I'm gonna send them. Mm. And that's, you know, and and me personally, we're still gonna eat red meat, so but I eat mostly Mediterranean as mm. far as the oils that we use and everything else. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to be successful and you need that kind of a guidance, that's the direction I'll send you in. But then the house has to be stocked with those things, mm. right? If you don't have the tools in the cabinets and in the cupboards and in the fridge and in the pantry and the freezer and all of those places, you're not going to be successful. You know, I learned a long time ago. I, I, I feel like I'm a grown up. I, I've been doing this a long time. I feel like I should be able to handle anything. If I bring ice cream into my house, it's not that I don't measure it out. It's not that I don't buy the right kind of ice cream, but I eat ice cream every night. I wouldn't huh. eat ice cream every night if I didn't have it in my house.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's one thing I don't have a problem with is ice cream. My thing is the salty. <laughs> the salty is Yeah, the chips. The, the trigger foods. Yes. Actually, I had never heard of a trigger food I, until I had met you, mm-hmm. to, and that's when I got rid of all the chips. And that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. thing that helped me was the concept of magic soup, which yes. you know, I don't know if uh, you probably don't remember the magic soup, but that's just all vegetable. It's just a vegetable soup. It's just a vegetable
0: soup. Yeah. yeah. And the cool thing that's kind of fun about that is that it's very comforting, which is the thing that we need, right? We need that. But it's also, you're getting your veggies in a way that it's not like you're not staring at your plate going, oh, I've got to eat this broccoli, you know, but it's in the vegetable soup. And yeah, I agree. I think, you know, and, and having that. So there's another way, right? If you want to simplify and you want to be successful, you have to prep and plan. Because yeah. we make so many decisions. We make over a 1,000 decisions every day. And what's for dinner shouldn't be one of them. That should be something that's already planned. It's mm. already off your plate. All you have to do is go up and open up the cabinet and get whatever you're having.
2: That's, that's So we know, I think most people know a lot of this dietary stuff that we should be doing. I yes. really do, do believe that. Um, um, but one of the things that you talked about that really struck me is that you also talk about tracking not only food but also your feelings. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. That's new to me. Yeah. I've started to do that. But uh, what what tools do you like to use and what are you tracking? And so, why? So uh,
0: it's funny because some people are very intimidated by tracking their feelings and so I've taken kind of the boundaries outside of it you can do it with smiley faces you can do it with emojis you can do stick figures on how you're feeling I have one client she's so creative but she doesn't want to do words you know most people when I say journal your feelings they think they need to sit down and write the diary Always, right Yeah. I today I wasn't feeling so good about myself <laughs> in a complete sentence you can just use words right mm. I'm angry mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to instead of going to the kitchen to emotionally eat you just need to write down on how you're feeling, why you're feeling this way, and what you're going to do to fix it. The biggest thing is what do you control in your life, mm. right? If you write down, I'm so angry because this person didn't do their job, dun 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 Okay, but what do you control there? Can you make them do their job or do you just need to let that go and deal with your own things, mm. right?
2: Yeah. So a lot of it is emotional. It I mean, is. A lot of it, most of it is yeah, probably, yeah. For, for many so, people. Because
0: we need to have an outlet. Because our outlet, what we've learned, I mean, it's a learned behavior, in my opinion, when you mm. go and have a chocolate chip cookie because somebody hurt your feelings,
1: mm-hmm. right? That's <laughs> right, a learned right. behavior. You come sure. home
0: from school and mom's like, I'll fix it. Or you did really good on a, on a test. I'll fix it. I'll here, let's celebrate. We're going to have cake, right? right? So it's a learned behavior. Now we need to deal with our emotion. We need to deal. We need to feel our feels, mm-hmm. right? So that's my way of teaching people to feel their feels. Write them down. If you're angry, write them down. You know, if you write down what you're angry about. Tomorrow you probably go back and read it and think it's silly as, you know, just totally silly, but I I need to get this out. And it gives me that opportunity to pause.
2: Yeah, that's another part of what you were talking about, was pausing. (laughs) Which is my my bookend. Yeah, to me, like 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 there's there's a, a relationship with what I read here. One is the pause, the other is tracking your emotions. And then the other one has to do more with inspired reading, like it, like to me that's yes. like mind mindset. So you talk about those these these mindset things and and kind of getting into habits for that. So I kind of wanted to go through each one of those of good like sure. briefly. So in the inspired reading part, let's start mm-hmm. with that. So what types of things should people be reading? Should people be reading and uh, and like when should you do it? How much you say fifteen minutes? Like what? How should people think about starting that habit of reading?
0: You know, it's funny because um, in, a, in the last couple of months, we've kind of looked at all different books. We always have a book of the month. And a couple months ago, we did a like a chicken soup for the soul book. It wasn't that specific because chicken soup for the soul books always make me cry. So <laughs> I don't necessarily want to go with that. Right. But like just inspiring stories, you know, maybe you just read, you know, and sometimes that just because very few people sit down and read books anymore. We just don't do that. But if you can find something that's just a little article that's going to uplift you, you know, or... I remember when Weight Watchers was first once first going they would send the magazine out right mm-hmm. i would oh my gosh i looked forward to that magazine and i would go out and i would open it up to the success stories that was mm. always the first thing i read so i would read something like that you mm-hmm. know i'm not telling you to go and sit and read facebook which is what most of us are doing right mm-hmm. we're doing the social media pieces of it we're reading that that's not positive reading i no. want something that's going to uplift you something that's going to you know a, a, these wonderful stories whatever it is and I feel like I know a lot of people that do devotionals. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who I have a Bible in my basement that is dayed, you know, where you can read a day. It reads Mm -hmm. something each day. I try to do that every day, and Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm. That's something that lifts me up. So, are you a person who needs to be inspired in the morning, or do you want to end your day on a grateful moment? Mm. You know, and I'm really about also intuitive journaling. So, being able to sit down and kind of write, you know, there's that journal that comes with it, right? How did your day go? You know, what am I grateful for today? I'm not really big on coming up with five grateful things because don't you write the same things over and over yeah. again? But, you know, I, I think when you know you're going to be looking for that, maybe you're looking throughout the day for good things, you know?
2: So how much is social media destroying our, us? It's, it <laughs> is destroying us. It I is, mean,
0: Yeah. We don't have an attention span. So Mm -hmm. even this, I mean, I've made this very simple. This book and this workbook are so simple to read. Everybody says it. I had one lady who went to a massage appointment. She waited. She had a time in between. She read the whole book. It's 82 pages, you guys. It's super simple, super common sense. But we don't have an attention span. So even just the idea, I think it's messing with us in what you just said. It's like just the idea of having to sit down and track. We feel like that takes too much time. Everything takes too much time.
2: I know, but we have time to go on TikTok. I wow. mean, I'm not saying uh,
0: no. Not you big, are
2: absolutely. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big TikTok fan. That's so what I'm <laughs> saying. But it just seems like like we, we we talk about not having time, but we sure are death scrolling. Yeah, we're scrolling. Uh, so if you're telling yourself this is something I just thought of, if you're telling yourself I don't have time to have you know good food, well, take a look at your iPhone if you have an iPhone and look at how how long you've been on your <laughs> Every iPhone. Day and you will probably you should change your mind about that. Yeah, I mean even yeah. I mean my my numbers come down. So I'm a big consumer of information because I'm in the investment management business. And it's hard not to get sucked into negative news because there's a lot of negative things we could focus our attention on. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with money you're trying to avoid anything negative, right? And you're trying to find what's positive right. and and redirect. So what would you tell somebody like me who's like always like part of their job is to be aware of what's happening? But not everything that's happening in the world is all very positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know, I, I, I want to put you in a box in the sense that I want you to, to have a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, put that time out there. You had said something about, you know, we, we don't want to make the food. We don't because we want to. We, not that we want to be on social media necessarily. We no. are just sucked in. Yeah. Right. And we're just seeing yeah. it. And, and we're also our mindsets are so negative. in the sense from that you know well you know even going back to i lost the weight and i gained it back so that's probably going to happen if i do it again you Mm. know we we don't see the positives we don't we don't even recognize when we do something positive so but going back to (laughs) the people say i don't have time to exercise every single time somebody says that to me i will say did you have all your meals today because oh, yeah. you? you will yeah. always find time to eat we will always find time to eat right
2: you could have just skipped a meal right I know. Because... yeah and I don't, I, mean, I don't even
0: want you to really skip a meal but i'm saying you will always find time for what you want to do and if you mm. don't love the exercise you're doing if you don't love the activity you're doing if you don't love the book you're reading you know whatever that is we're just going to end up on social media we're going to end up somewhere else because we just don't we don't we don't prioritize ourselves.
2: So I want to talk a little bit more about activity. But before we do that, let's yes. just a little bit longer on this mindset thing. Yes. So we talked about inspired reading. Uh, we haven't talked about the sleep and the boundaries. I want to just to touch a little bit about boundaries. I was a little bit a little bit confused about what you meant by boundaries. Can you, can you tell me what, what that's about?
0: So a lot of times we let our work take over. We let our families rule our lives. We don't We don't prioritize our well-being. Right, We're always going to take care of other people. We're going to work those extra hours. COVID was truly the worst thing for people who worked professional careers Mm -hmm. because they all got sent home, right? And now we don't have a commute, so we'll just work until 7 or 8 when we would have driven home and we would have had dinner. We would have done all that. So, my boundaries when I talk to people about boundaries is what do you, what kind of boundaries do you have at work? What kind of boundaries do you have with your family? You know, there's so many people who are like, oh no, my kid's got a million sports and they've got to do this and I don't have time to exercise. You need boundaries. Mm. You need to figure out how to. I mean, I say that word out loud all the time. I'm like, do you have the boundaries? You know, I, my mom needs me. Okay. You know, can you. Uh, that's a place to set boundaries. Mom, Mm. I can be with you on Tuesday and Thursday, and I can do all the things that you need me to do. But on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I have to do, I have to go to the gym, right? I have to cook um, with you and your work. I don't know how many hours you work, but, you know. Yeah, too many. I mean, most of us do. The other thing that COVID did for us is we became much less efficient, when we went into an office and we walked in and we had a work, we did our job, we did, and then we walked out and closed the door, but we worked when we were there. Mm-hmm. When we all came home, we started doing laundry, we started watching a show in the middle of the day, we started vacuuming, right. started thinking of all the things we had to do in our house. We didn't have that boundary of work home. Mm. So you have to be able to shut the door on those things. So
2: focus time, what do you think about those timers where you can keep track of How timers. do you keep track track of your time of what you're doing? You do it on your phone? I do you... it
0: I typically I have a timer in my office now because one of the things that I do is I get up every 30 minutes when I'm sitting. I get up every 30 minutes and I walk for 5 that's just what I do because I can't sit at a desk all day. That's just yeah. not going to work for me. So I get up and I and I'll just walk around for five minutes. But the timer just goes off, and then when I come back into my office, I set the timer for thirty minutes again. Right? Yeah,
2: that's I yeah. like that. Yeah, I have to get and one it the just little gets timers. you. And
0: at the very at the very least, it just gets you up. If you have a watch, if you have a watch, you can set that too. I was wearing a watch. I have an Apple Watch. I was wearing it for a long time. I found it too distracting. Mm. I wasn't getting things done. As far as I don't view. like, I don't like my watch. I know it's,
2: it is distracting. It is distracting, I, I, but I also need something to track my steps. So. I know, I so, know, and uh, so I'm like, what do you do to track steps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: right now, it's funny because I went back. I went very far back in my brain and thought, "What did I do to track steps when I didn't have this? Well, how did I track anything when mm. I didn't have my phone? When I didn't have those things, how did you I do? Didn't I didn't. Need it, did you? I just got up and exercised for yeah. thirty minutes. It didn't matter how many so really, steps I was So really, you're thinking getting. about
2: time, and and you're yeah, I mean, because you could you basically get there if you if you just think about your time. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you. And so, and so, it's really about bursts of energy and focus, mm-hmm. so that you're not you're not uh, kind of weaving in too many different things that are unfocused. I, I could see how that, that I get that with the boundaries, and when you have kids, and I I, I can totally relate to the food thing with kids because kids never want to eat things that are healthy. In fact, let me just tell you a quick story. I went to Costco and I forgot how many hundreds of dollars I spent, I like a lot, <laughs> and brought back tons of whole foods, okay? Yes. And me and my wife, we went, we got back and the kids opened the refrigerator when they got back from school. I have two 17-year-old twins. And they said, we have no food in this house. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean by no food? Well, and basically what they meant was something packaged that's easy for me to eat and it that and it's yeah. really bad for you. Something I can throw in the uh, you know, air fryer or something like that. That's really really bad for you. Yeah. So they're already conditioned, and you know they're being conditioned by society. Is in my mind, in the United States, really pushes. Eating bad. I mean, if you think about it, the the, the food at school is bad. bad. Oh my gosh. The the all the bad, you know, all the things that are that you can, you know, restaurants that you see around are mostly serving things the that are not good for you. That these
0: kids are drinking. If you've walked you know, into a Starbucks at lunchtime, you know, when all the kids yeah. are in there, and I'm looking at them going, "You just drank a drink that's more calories than what I get all day." Right. Yeah. I know they're moving more. I know they're doing that. Yeah. But I was really skinny when I was in high school, too. Me, too. You know, yeah. yeah. That I weighed was, 165 yeah. pounds exactly. and had a,
2: like a 28 inch waist. Yeah. And I ran seven miles a day. But right? see, this is what can happen if you get a finance job and you keep eating 4,000 cal- I could eat 4,000 calories a day when I was young and never gained a pound. No. But no. that doesn't happen yeah. when you turn 30, 40, 50, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what try to tell my kids too but but you know what their friends are doing that i yeah. mean and i don't know you know listeners who have kids they 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 they're all struggling with that too i'm sure. sure trying to get your kids to eat healthy is not an easy thing when they were really small like when i first met you my kids yeah. were really small yeah. that that was really easy because we fed them yes. and we fed them you know you eat what i'm making but not anymore it's a little bit different thing it's so
0: so in my opinion there's a boundary for you exactly. there's a boundary with 17 year old twins is If you don't want to eat healthy, you got to cook yourself, and that's a hard one, isn't it? Oh yeah, that is yeah. I did. I mean, I did the same (laughs) thing with laundry with my kids when they were nine years old, and they were looking at me going, "My jeans aren't clean." I'm like, "You know how to do laundry? Here's how. Let me teach you." And I taught (laughs) them, you know. But the same thing. If you're not, you know, if you don't want to eat while we're eating, the hardest part is that I think it's not necessary. I mean, it is their friends, it is the environment, it's all of those things. What everybody else is doing, what's convenient. Convenient, Our kids, they have no patience. They have no. Can you imagine <laughs> telling them dinner will be ready in three hours? You know, oh no, we're just going to run up and grab a slice, right? Yeah, we're gonna, exactly. Yeah, so so that's their biggest thing. But I also think because we go on and off and on and off, and we end up at fast food, that they figure out how great all that stuff is, and it tastes so good. Why would why would I want to start eating healthy things? That's true
2: because once you get off, because you get off, right? And if you get off, and then that that's their norm. Yeah, it's like that's the easy way to go, right? Yes. So, yes. so yeah, so there's a lot to this. It's more than just like knowing what to eat. Mm-hmm. It's also getting your brain right, and which I think is a big part of it. I think that's probably, in my mind, almost just as important, at least just as important, to get yourself to actually close the gap between what you know you, what you need to do versus what you actually do.
0: So let's go back to that for a second. Why, I always ask people whenever they say, I know, I know, I know what I have to do. I wrote a blog about this not too long ago because people were like, <laughs> I know what I need to do. I go, then why aren't you doing it, right? Because that's the question. Why yeah. aren't you doing it? I'm not doing it because it's too much work. Right. I'm not doing. So how do I make it easier? How do I? And that's my goal for everybody that I coach, everybody that is in my support groups. How do I make it easier for myself? Give me your best tips, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you'll think most of the time it's a light bulb moment. Remember when you prepped all the veggies at the beginning of the week and how simple it was to go up and just make a salad? Yeah. You know how easy that is. But if you open up the fridge at lunchtime from work and you just see that there's a head of lettuce and there's these tomatoes and there's cucumber and that cucumber's kind of soft. You're not going to make a salad. Right. You're gonna order a sand or make a sandwich. Oh, right. exactly. That's, yes, right? it's easier. It's easy. I'm gonna do whatever's easiest for me. If the salad's already ready to go, I've got people who make mason so- chart ma- Sorry, mason jar salads, which mm. is just kind of a fad thing. But everybody, you make your whole salad. They make five days worth. They come in at lunchtime. They grab their mason jar. They pour it into a bowl, and they've got their salad. Mm. You know. That's pretty- Smart, yeah, and uh, easy if you'll just do it. But- so
2: really, the plan that fits into your planning thing. So really is that's a boundary and a planning. Mm-hmm. So w- when are you going to do that? Right. E- earmark yeah. that time. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing that day or that time. Yeah. You know, and having that ready. So that's that's going to help you later throughout the week. I want to um, talk
0: about pausing before we move on because I know that okay. you said that because I did in my first one. I and my thirteenth, I think they're the pausing is all about pausing before you put things in your mouth. And before you let things come out of your mouth. So being mindful and opening up the pantry and asking yourself. I think everybody needs to have a list of questions that works for them. You know, you reach for that bag of chips, right? It's right there. I'm going to grab it. And then you're going to go, but wait, is that going to get me closer to my goal? Yeah. Is this, you know, how am I going to feel after I eat that? Is that, you know, those are the things that you have to do. So it's all about a three second pause, but you can't just pause and stare at them. That's not going to help you. You've got to have the questions that are going to work for you. Uh,
2: Well, I like that. How's that going to make me feel after I eat that? Because that's really, it'll make me feel a certain way right now, but how am I going to feel right after I eat it? Yeah. Or maybe 30 minutes after I ate it, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever that is. And,
0: and the thing is, is in the weight loss industry, as well as in the just health and wellness, the one thing that we're masters at is beating ourselves up for not being perfect. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop doing that. You know, why, why did I just eat those chips? You know, mm-hmm. let's ask a question before. And then we don't have to ask ourselves why I just, why don't I have any self-control? Why can't I do this? Why I'm never, I'm always going to be fat, whatever it is that people are saying, which I know they say all those mm-hmm. things, but no, wait a minute. Is this going to get me closer to my goal? No, but I really want them today. And some days you're going to want them and you're going to have them.
2: Don't you think people are overly busy and that's part of the problem? Mm
0: -hmm. Because they're overly busy with stupid things, right? I mean, we're overly busy because we're working 13 hours a day when we're supposed to work 8 yeah, you know, And we're overly busy with social media and we're overly busy with Netflix. And yeah. we're, you know, those are the things that if you really sat down and decided what you were overly busy with, you'd be like, wow, I have a lot of hours in the day if I'd stop doing all those things.
2: Yeah. And, and as you lose weight, you gain more energy too. Yes. So.
0: And you so, gain, and you gain self-confidence and you feel good about yourself and all, but you have to really break those things down.
2: Yeah. So the mind part of it was I thought, I felt thought was very valuable mm-hmm. and, and, and all of it is valuable mm-hmm. and um one of the things you talk about moving on to a little bit if it's okay sure. to the physical stuff yes so everybody talks about i heard somebody say you've heard it before you can't out exercise your fork
0: you can't outrun your fork i can't help your
2: <laughs> fork so we all know that that's like what I, I, was it you i think you one time you said do you know how many how many steps i have to take to have this uh one M&M. Uh, one M&M. One yeah, M&M. One M&M. I remember that. I it's my was like, favorite thing. Like, okay, what, how many one steps One plain
0: on? M&M, you have to walk the length of a football field. So 120 yards. Is how far you have to, to burn off one plain to M&M. Burn off what? both if you want a peanut M&M, which who doesn't? It's two. <laughs> it's two. So unless you have friends who will stand in each end zone of it and hand and you, you an M&M every time that you walk back and forth, uh, you know the reality of it is. And one of the things because I'm all about educating, like you said, with your money, you, you know, I want to educate. I want people to learn. I mm-hmm. want so I, in, I instill in everyone that you don't eat anything without knowing what the ingredients are, mm-hmm. right? In anything, and then when it comes to Activity, know how much you have to work out to have whatever it is that you think you're gonna do. Right?
2: <laughs> what is the exercise equivalency of this uh, yes, potato chip bag? Yes. Uh, yeah, so if you knew that, you tiny, would...
0: That little tiny Snickers. This is my favorite one I saw this year. So the little tiny Snickers. Not even the you know the Snickers, but the little tiny one. Fifteen burpees. Well, I don't want to do one of those, so I'm not <laughs> eating <a> Snickers.
2: <laughs> you know? Burpees I mean, are not easy. I know they're not, and I'm
0: like. This one, this one, this big? No, 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 no. That is not worth any burpees. I'm not doing that. So I didn't eat the Snickers because why would you do that? But with
2: all that said, I mean, exercise is still very, very important. Okay. But let's talk about why. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about why. (laughs) Okay.
0: So the thing that exercise isn't going to do is it's not going to give you weight loss. You're not going to see a loss on the scale, but you're going to see stress management, which is going to make you eat less, which is going to show you on the scale. Mm. It's going to firm you up. That's what you need. You need to be, you know, you need to firm everything up. Um, it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you be able to participate in everything. Mm. Exercise has a hundred reasons to do it. To lose weight is not one of them. Mm. Your diet, it's an 80-20 split. It's not a good split. You're (laughs) 80% what you put in your mouth, and then the 20% is going to be your activity. But your activity is going to be much more for how you look and how your clothes fit Mm -hmm. and those things than it is to see the number on the scale change.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay, so you broke it down by um, stretching and then uh, like being limber and getting up off the floor, those types of like functional things versus, uh, I, I don't know, was it like cardio you were thinking? How do you think about exercise? Like, how do you so, break it down?
0: So I think you, you need to move your body intentionally 30 minutes a day. So whether that's walking, yoga, whatever that is, I don't, I don't care what it is, but I, I really do like the idea of you just getting up and moving. So again, if you're doing that, if you're setting your clock, right, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes consecutive, mm-hmm. but if you're setting your watch for every 30 minutes and you're getting up and walking for five, you're going to kill that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's a big one. The stretching on purpose for 10 to 15 minutes a day, I meet people every day and all they talk about is how bad they hurt. All mm. right. My body hurts. It just hurts. It hurts because we're not stretching. It's going to hurt when you start stretching, but it's going to hurt a lot less if you'll start stretching. We need to stretch. Mm-hmm. We, and I always tell you, I know you have dogs and yeah. I always say, watch your dogs because if you're, every time your dogs stretch, you stretch. You'd be amazed, you know, but intentional stretching. And then the other one is weight-bearing activity, which I don't think most people, when I say weight-bearing activity, you think you need to go to the gym and lift weights?
2: Uh, well, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: great. That's fantastic. I love that. I want you to do that two times a week. But if you're already doing your 30 minute of activity and you're doing yoga or you're walking, that's weight bearing activity. Mm. That's also weight bearing activity. But we need all of these things. You mentioned the one that all of my clients have been trained to do. And I want you to get on the floor and get off the floor at least two or three times a day. Mm -hmm. And most people will not do that. That is so hard. And I do talk about it in the book. I'm like, it will hurt when you start. It will. I promise. But- I have a thing about earning your hurt, so you can sit on the couch all day and hurt just as bad as if you go walk for an hour, right? But I True. go walk for an hour, I feel good about that, and I earned that hurt, mm. right? Yeah. Or the stretching, I earned my hurt today. It's okay that I'm hurting today because I'm I'm going to get better because I'm going to get stronger. Now, if I'm just doing it and I'm sore because I can sit on the couch all day and I'm I can barely move. So what know? is the
2: what is the the like if you had to just pick one exercise that you should do? That's the easiest. You don't need any equipment. What would it be? That's easy. That's
0: easy. I tell everybody you need to walk.
2: Just walk. Most people just,
0: and that's what you say, right? You just said just walk, right? As if it's nothing. Walking is the safest. It is the best activity for you because you can do it better. People go, well, I need to run. No, you don't. Running Mm. will more likely hurt you than anything. Walking is your safest and it's an overall body workout.
2: That's true. Running can hurt you. Well, when I was young, I literally ran seven miles every day. and, I, and I, now you, a lot of people can't believe that, but it's true. I totally my, believe it. <laughs> my, my wife used to be like, I'll, I'll meet you there. I'll drive and I'll meet you there. And I'd run places. But uh, it messed my knees up. I literally had to have knee surgery because I ran a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't heavy when I was younger. So running is not always the best thing. And yeah. some people are actually, their bodies are designed for running long term. Yeah. I'm not. Right. So I just learned right. how to do it when I was young. And... Uh, but so walking is really it. So walking really is just it. Get if you're out, gonna do start nothing walking. else,
0: get out and start walking. And I don't care yeah. if you start with walking around the block. Yeah, and then ca- calisthenics to too,
2: like uh like like push ups, sit ups, things like that. Yes. Things you don't need equipment for. Yeah. You know, I yeah. have membership at a gym, but But, you know, there's times when I've done calisthenics and felt like I got a better workout than I did using the fancy equipment. You're right.
0: You're absolutely right. Well, and I'm all about one or two pound weights. I think that's a great that if you want to do do that for five or 10 minutes a day, that's fantastic. Um, If you're going to do sit ups, learn how to do them because they don't do them like we did them in the 70s and the 80s. You know, there's new ways to do sit ups that aren't going to hurt you because definitely you can hurt yourself doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, push ups. If you're starting out, do them on the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, do them on the kitchen counter. Don't get down on the floor and then because we do, we're like, oh my gosh, I used to be able to do this. Well, of course you used to be able to do this. We couldn't. We did so many. Be- we could do so many things when we were younger that we can't do now, and that's okay. <laughs> but that's not an excuse to not do anything.
2: When you're young, you don't realize. That's right. Uh, I, w- I had a conversation with my daughter just the other day, and um, she was telling me, and she's s- small, yes. you know, and uh, and and um, I told her that um, I had a 28 inch waist. She said, really. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I when I was your age, I told my son that. Yes. And he's bigger than me, he's taller than me, too. So it doesn't take much. I'm five seven, So <laughs> but anyway, so but but in her mind, she thought, I'm gonna be like this forever. I know. And I know. and 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 so this concept that you you had of like if you're gonna not wanna feed yourself potato chips why would you want to feed your children that Mm -hmm. and um it's boy that's a that's a tough well
0: and and again (laughs) our kids are gonna eat chips right our kids are gonna drink pop but we've got to teach them portion control we live in a world of not having that when we first got our big gulps right i mean geez the big gulps, big gulps changed the world that was what changed the world and then we went oh (laughs) let's supersize the you know French fries. Let's yeah. We just all and everything's cheaper. You know, I even speak about that in my book about you know, you go and you order one medium pizza at Pizza Hut and it's you know forty bucks. But if you order three pizzas and the garlic knots and I mean everything else, it's twenty two, you know. It doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't encouraging
2: bad behavior. Yes, (laughs) everybody's
0: encouraging bad behavior. (laughs) You know, if you want to have the perfectly portioned meal, go eat at Shanahan's. Go eat at you know the the fancy stuff. Steakhouses—they're yeah. gonna bring you these beautiful steaks. The perf- you know, four or five pieces of this, a little potato. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Jason's Deli, you can eat a potato for a month because their potato is this big. Yeah, yeah. People look at value that way. You know? That's true. I don't really- want to spend all my money in medical
2: no oh you're right about that that's a heck of a lot more expensive so.
0: well and I spend so much I spend so much time people laugh at me all the time because that's all I do all week I, I mean you know we talk about boundaries but all I do all week is learn new things and you know mm. one day an egg's good for you and the next day an egg's not good for you well I'm going to follow that science and make sure I will tell you that the two things that I preach the highest is that palm kernel oil and coconut oil are the two worst things in the world for you and you mm. will read different things all the right. time but they're 100% saturated fat and people mm. are like so when you're looking at ingredients if you look at peanut butter every single one of them and have palm oil in it except mm. natural peanut butters you know yeah. so i'm all about teaching people how to read a label know what you're looking for put it down if it has this in it you know and this last week we had a meeting or a few weeks ago we had a meeting on sugar and sugar is you know there's no good thing about sugar there's nothing good at all about <laughs> sugar it does nothing for you whereas salt you need to have some salt but if yeah. you quit sugar completely no damage would be done. Yeah, you're not gonna fall things. off. The, you're not gonna die you're if not. you don't eat sugar. It's gonna be fantastic. But you can yeah. die if you
2: don't have salt.
0: Yes, you can, and that, you have to do that. So you have to find that balance. But there's also those people out there who are just like you know, salting it until you can't taste it because we salt so much. So
2: that was actually one of the questions that my wife had for you. Is like yeah. all these different. You know, we talked a little bit about the GMOs and all this, all that stuff. Like when you're looking at research. How do you actually know it's real? Like, is, that's what you're saying. It's one minute it's this, next minute it's that. You got keto, this, keto, you know, and all that. You know, um, what do you, what is your kind of rule of thumb if there is, if any, If or you just really, say that's BS or yeah, that's, you know, no,
0: it, And that's interesting. So, with the coconut oil and the palm kernel oil, I went to a cardiologist, um, mm. I went to a cardiologist forum and asked mm. questions. I had five cardiologists that I asked questions to, and I that's said, cool. look, Everybody. I mean, you can walk up to a. Ma- you can walk up to the front of the store, and you'll see on a magazine that coconut oil is so good for you because it m- metabolizes different in your in mm. your body. That's what they say. So I asked the cardiologist, and the cardiologist said, um, "No, it's saturated fat. It mm. has 21 grams. A tablespoon of coconut oil and palm kernel has 21 grams of saturated fat. Olive I'm oil not. has 1.9."
2: Wow. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah, But you
0: read and people are like, oh, but I should be putting coconut oil in my coffee with the butter. I have yet to figure those things out. You've heard it, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yes, the magic bullet coffee. And I'm like, I don't know. That's all my calories. What do you think
2: about this trend where people will have their blood work done and then they'll have, you know, based on their blood work results, they'll have uh, you know, all these, all these, all these different types of, uh, supplements that they should or should not take. And, and all of this like micro managing of all that. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, is there any benefit to doing that blood work stuff? I mean, obviously you need to have blood work to make sure you're not diabetic and things like that, but
0: your diet, your we can get real It's another place where we can get really hung up, right? Like we talked about the organic produce and the GMOs and, you know, reading all these things. You're absolutely right. There's, you know, with the blood work, there's sometimes we we don't need to know all this. I, I I'm really, I mean, I really mean that. I don't I need to know if my A1C is high. Yeah. I need to know if my cholesterol is high. I need to know if my triglycerides are high. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they even read those tests different now. So when it comes down to all those things, supplements, 90% of your supplements are gonna go right through your system. Mm. They're gonna be out of you before you, you know, and we're spending Fortunes, you know. Yeah. You know? I, know. I mean, I'm sure if you're seeing finance, you're like, yeah. why do we spend $900 <laughs> on supplements? You know, um, you're if you are eating healthy. I'm going to go back to it again. If you're eating healthy, you should be getting everything that you need. You mm-hmm. may need, like for instance, at this time of year, some people need D3,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Some people need that, and that's understandable. It's okay mm-hmm. if we need that. Um, if you those kind of things are all right, but if you're eating healthy, you shouldn't need to supplement mm. all these things.
2: So a lot of the supplements is just kind of—I don't want to say the word scam—flushing, but flushing. Like,
0: yeah, they are, know, are a little bit of a scam, a little bit.
2: But I mean, you—I mean, you can't get on YouTube or any social media without some nutrients, nutrients or some doctor coming out saying you. They'll start off with some compelling thing about you know they'll try to connect with you in some way and you know pull at you and then they'll say, But I've got this amazing product product where I've blended a gazillion different things that you can only find in the remote area of <laughs> Africa <laughs> and something other BS. And then somehow, and then, you know, it's like $80 a bottle, but you need it, it's going to change your life. It is. And there's a lot of money that is being spent on that stuff, probably unnecessarily. Probably
0: more than, I mean, like you said, every other, if you go on TikTok, every other thing is, you know, drink this or eat this or do this or mushroom coffee. And I mean, all the things, right? I mean, there's, and there are some things out there that are really great. (laughs) Sure. But, you know, if you're just, you know, if it's just leaving your system right away, that doesn't make any sense to anybody. But
2: that's not the stuff that's really moving the needle yeah the stuff that's in here is stuff that's moving the needle for people's health like it's like easy that's going to move the needle it
0: is well uh, and i'm doing a meeting this week our support i have a discussion starter in every one of our support groups and every week we have something different just like the same thing as weight watchers was right mm-hmm. my topic this week is reducing inflammation with diet and exercise because if you go to the doctor and tell the doctor that you're sore my knees are hurting or whatever what are they going to do they're going to write you a script Right? Right. 90% of your aches and pains are from what you're eating and what you're not doing. Mm those are the things and so you know reducing inflammation the foods there are oils out there i only recommend two oils if you're gonna because i want you to get healthy fats that's another piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. um and i only recommend two and that is avocado oil and olive oil those are the only two oils anybody should be cooking with Mm -hmm. and the only reason we have those two is because one's a high smoke point the other one's not right Mm -hmm. so and then avocados and nuts and those kind of things but there are oils that we think are really good for us canola included that are inflammatory. They're going mm. to make you swell up. They're mm-hmm. gonna make you hurt. And it's like, gosh, if you'd learn that stuff, yeah. you know.
2: And fast food is almost always cooked always, in canola oil.
0: Yeah, canola oil or peanut oil. Or and peanut, peanut oil. oil is the world inflammation. I mean, mm-hmm. I get people at Chick Fil A. They're like, I love those French fries. I don't like them. I, so I always don't understand it. But they're like, yeah, I go because they're done in peanut oil. Of course, yeah. they taste amazing. Yeah, you know, they do. They taste amazing. Well,
2: that's good. That's uh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing stuff. So um, I was very impressed that you started your your own um, coaching business yes. and um, you're doing that. And I, so tell me a little bit about what projects you're working on now with your business and okay. is there anything that you're excited about now that you're you're working on.
0: Yeah, we're really excited. So we have support groups and we we're all virtual. I need to say that first because I always forget that part. But we're all virtual. So I have people in Texas, Idaho, I have people in Switzerland. I'm mm. a lady in Switzerland, can wow. you imagine? So we have people everywhere because we're virtual. Mm-hmm. Um some benefits to virtual one, I can coach anybody anywhere, but also the weather, you know, those kind of things. You don't have to you don't even have to get dressed to come to our meetings. It's pretty fantastic. So yeah,
2: that's awesome. We we have, we have
0: four of those a week, Wednesday mornings, and then we have three on Saturdays. And I limit those to no more than 25 people. I did that on purpose mm. because I don't want... To not see people on screen. Mm. And so I don't wanna have to turn the page if somebody's raising their hand over here or whatever. So I made sure that I limited all those. And then I do one on one coaching Mm -hmm. and we have different, um, all kinds of different options for that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, um, pretty simple. And then this was my big thing for last year. This was published on August 8th last year. So that was my big work in progress. I'm doing a lot of podcasts. I'm getting, you know, that's, this is great. I love doing this. So I love doing the speaking piece of it. And then, Right now, I'm just really working on simplifying everything. Mm. I know you as an entrepreneur as well, it's like you, you have to have all your things in place, mm-hmm. you know? So learning to simplify, we're doing a lot of things on social media. I've just started a YouTube channel, which is kind of fun. That's kind of fun oh, as well. Wow. So nice. yeah, that's just kind of starting out. Just tips. Out. Yeah, just you know, tips. The other day I showed people how to mix natural peanut butter because the number one complaint about natural peanut butter is that it's separated mm-hmm. and I don't want to take the time so I did a video on that and people were oh. like, oh, that's so easy. I'm <laughs> like, see, you just make things easier. There's easy, a lot so. of little
2: tips that you've learned over the years. There and is. also having all those people in the room all the time, yes. they'll tell you like things that they've found at work and you have this like database of uh, information yeah. in your head that a lot of people can benefit from. And, and yeah so yeah go get the book go get the book there's the
0: yes go, go get, the, get book. the book where do I and so there's a camera?
2: there's a workbook
0: <laughs> there's a workbook and, which and there's is all a I have. book and that's it yes yeah and that's then
2: uh, and so yeah check it out
0: quite a few guys in my groups that came from them They actually came from Weight Watchers so I, I had more men in my groups than anybody else did and it's hard I mean it's just yeah. you know they tried to do a men meeting they tried you know because you guys do live a different world and <laughs> I do want to say I wrote the book for both sides this
2: this is definitely not focused towards women. No. I mean, I got immediately got a lot out of it. Um, some of the stuff I'd heard you say in meetings and a lot of it was new. Yeah. So I could tell that you have, have gotten even more wisdom from when I was, you know, I was working with you back in the days. And if you need help, you know, contact yeah. Par- Paris knows yeah. what she's doing, uh, has a track record of doing it. Well, I'm excited for you, and I you know, want you to just Thanks like, for
0: having me. This was yeah. so much fun. This yeah, we so much fun. yeah, we haven't seen each other.
2: This is the first time we've seen each other in a long time. A long time. Probably eight years or something.
1: Yeah. For the latest episode of the Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and YouTube. Go to www.marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts. If you enjoy the content of this episode, please share it and comment. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure.